Thank you for choosing Miniaturist of Baptist Church podcast. We hope you benefit from this message. If you'd like to learn more about Miniaturist of Baptist Church, please visit our website at miniaturistachurch.org. to see each of you this holidays. Everybody got your Christmas presents bought, wrapped, and under the trees? Really? Some people have. Wow, good for you. I want to welcome you to church. Today is our children's Christmas, children and youth Christmas program. And so the kids and young people have been working hard. Well, the kids have been working hard. I'm not sure how hard the young people have been working. But uh, that's okay, because we're going to share with you the Christmas story. The children are going to sing some songs. You're going to sing some songs. We're going to look at the Bible together. And we're going to watch something on our TV screen. So that will kind of be the service today. I want to read to you a thank you from uh, Jim and Debbie. Thank you, for, uh, thank you from Jim and Debbie Fry for the many prayers, cards, and phone calls. Also, the beautiful Christmas card and nice gift certificate given to us from the church. We appreciate your kindness and love you uh, and love you continue to show us. So where is Debbie? Oh, Debbie and Jim, right back there. All right, you're all healed up and it's good to see you. Yeah, welcome back to church. Inside your bulletin are a few announcements. Uh, a thanks to all who participated in the food drive. Uh, $25 was given and 50 pounds of food went to the Westonka food shelf, so that was good. I want to also encourage everyone that we are wearing masks on Christmas Eve and uh, that our Christmas Eve service, candlelight service, starts at 4 p.m. And that will be on Christmas Eve, which is December... Oh, yeah, December 24th, right. Well, I was just teasing and Mary's, Mary's thinking, what in the world? Alright, also want to remind you that there are two Sundays left to give till year's end. So if you kind of wait like some people do toward the end of the year to give, just want to remind you. And then to remind you to give generously and joyfully, that's what the Bible says. We have a Wednesday uh, ladies uh, Sunday this or study this week on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock. Our family night will resume January 13th on Wednesday nights. Uh, the youth group, and then our children's program today. And those are the names of our children and our youth who will be participating today. So that, I think, is uh, the announcements. And uh, like I said, good, good to see you. Why don't you just turn to your neighbor and give him a fist bump if you so choose, or a, an air hug, or uh, however you want to do that. And... Uh, Say Merry Christmas to them. Merry Christmas to all. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Lord, we thank you for the privilege that we have of coming into your house and to gather in your name and to worship you. Look forward to our Sunday today, Lord. Look forward to hearing our children and our youth. Look forward to opening your word. Look forward to sing some Christmas songs. Watch this video. And Lord, looking forward to being with you. Bible says where two or more are gathered, you are in their midst. And so, Lord, you are with us this morning, and we pray that as we participate together in this worship service, that you will be pleased. Look forward to this time that we'll spend with you and with each other. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Hey, so we get to sing some Christmas songs. Let's stand together as we sing. And the song is... Oh, come all ye faithful. The words are up here. song leader. So we are going to light the fourth, I can't believe this, it seems like yesterday we lit the first Advent candle. We are going to light the fourth Advent candle. The first three candles over the last three Sundays we lit were the candles of hope, the candle of peace, the candle of joy, and now we light the fourth candle. This is the candle of love. Jesus demonstrated self-giving love in his ministry as the Good Shepherd. Advent is a time for kindness, thinking of others and sharing with others. It is a time to love as God loved us by giving us his most precious gift. As God is love, let us be love also. In the book of Deuteronomy, we find these words. 
For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who is not partial and takes no bribe, who executes justice for the orphan and the widow, and who loves the strangers, providing them with food and clothing. You shall also love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. And then from the book of John, I give you this new commandment, Jesus says, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Teach us to love, O Lord. May we always remember to put you first as we follow Christ's footsteps that we may know your love and show it in our lives. As we prepare for our celebration of Jesus' birth, also fill our hearts with love for the world that all may know your love and the one whom you have sent, your Son, our Savior. Amen. So what we've been doing on these Advent uh, candle lighting is we've been inviting our children to come forward. So if you'd like to participate with us, you don't have to say anything. You can just gather around and help us light the candle. I'd like to invite our youth group to come forward. And we are going to share with you the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledge to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of, this, of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the, so the Holy One will be born and will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her six months, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary said. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went out from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day when it was time to circumcise the child, his name was called Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. And that is the reading of God's word. And now I would like to invite the children to come forward and Sky, who is going to help play the piano and is the director of this children's program. Good morning. <laughs> and hello to the people over on the other side as well. Um, we have three lovely ladies up here. Gracie and Leah and Abby. Abby is going to play her clarinet for us this morning. She's been working super hard. So she has a song called Silent Night, Holy Night, that she would like to share, and a verse for us. And then there were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Luke 2, 8. sing with us as well. I'm sure it would help them feel a little bit more <laughs> secure. So, um, next is Leah. Glory to God in the highest uh, earth peace. Luke 2.14. <laughs> Sarah. 
But certainly not least, Gracie will sing, I'll come all you faithful. Let's go to Bethlehem and see a thing that has happened. Luke 2.15. like to share with you guys as well and um, Luke 2 16 says so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger this is a song I wrote and I think that the shepherds must have asked themselves this question called can you not see
at the end of the song little baby over here just kind of cooed and it was perfect it was perfect let's stand together as we sing a little town of Bethlehem
they were told to call his name Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Who knows? God with us. And that's what Christmas is. God with us. He's with us wherever we go. Whatever we do. And we need to remember that the whole year out. Emmanuel. That's Christmas. Can't, can't spell Christmas without Christ. You got that. Be seated, please. And now is the time in our service where we give to the Lord. The Lord gave to us, and in response, we give back to Him generously and joyfully. God bless you as you give.
that stand as we sing the doxology. Thank you for the privilege, the joy, the responsibility to give to you and to your work. Lord, we thank you for our children and the funds that we use in our church to support them and our youth group. We thank you, Lord, for supplying all of our needs, the Bible says, according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Lord, it is a joy to give to you. We pray that we as a church would be good stewards of what you have supplied for us and that we would use this money to further your kingdom. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So we are going to watch uh, a shepherd's story. It's about 15 so minutes. And those of you that are clock watchers, we will have a message after that. But it will be what they call a sermonette. That means it's small. But I have heard people say that sermonettes make Christianettes. So we don't often do a sermonette. But I do want you to see this as we're doing our Christmas story. And uh, it is, a, like I said, a shepherd's story. And we'll watch this together. If you have a bulletin on the back of it, it gives you an opportunity for you to take some notes. This is the fourth Sunday as we have shared of Advent, and uh, Christmas is a good time, we've talked about, for giving hope, receiving and giving gifts, and today we'll talk about Christmas. It's a good time to talk about Jesus, as you've already kind of been shown. At the back of that bulletin it says this, in a few days we'll put Mary and Joseph, the animals, the shepherds and the wise men back in their box and back on the shelf. And that's a sad day, unless you don't like clutter. But the real sad day is when you don't understand the significance of Christmas, and Will kind of shared that. Why was Jesus born? Why was Jesus born? When I was a kid, you, you know the answer? Tell us. To save us from our sins, exactly. And we're going to talk about that. Good job, Mom and Dad and Grandma and Grandpa. When I was a kid, uh, and when I was very young, Santa would leave us some notes, or clues, I should say, on the Christmas tree. And uh, what we would do then is read the clues, and they'd be hid throughout the house and then that would lead us to one of our Christmas gifts and usually it was one of the bigger Christmas gifts. I remember getting the clue from the tree and reading it and then following that clue to somewhere else and getting it and reading it and following that clue to somewhere else and getting the clue and reading it and then following that clue out to the garage where I got a brand new bike. Well I think in our text today God gives four clues if you will leading us to what I think is the 
best Christmas gift ever. And so if you have your Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter uh, 4, and we will take a look at our scripture today. Luke chapter 4, and in verse 16 is where we'll start reading. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And that, again, is the reading of God's word. So he starts off by saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And if you remember back, we've been on Sunday morning studying through the book of Mark. If you remember back, the Spirit of the Lord lit upon Jesus at his baptism. Do you remember? And so Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He has anointed me. God anointed Jesus for the job of being the Messiah. And so what I'd like to do then briefly is look at the four clues leading us to the best Christmas present ever. And if you're taking notes, the first clue is this. Jesus is preaching good news to the poor. Good news to the poor. Now for the most part, Americans are far from poor. But every human is born, the Bible says, into spiritual poverty. Psalm 51.5 says, I was brought forth in iniquity and sin, and in my in sin my mother conceived me. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned. For all have sinned. And so it's not talking about a monetary poorness, it's talking about a spiritual poverty. And the first clue leading to the greatest gift is understanding. And what you need to understand is 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. This is what it says. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. And so the first clue is to preach good news to the poor. The second clue is to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. To uh, proclaim freedom from the pr uh, for the prisoners. And that's what it says. To preach good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. God sent Jesus to free prisoners. Basically what you said, to die for our sins. We are born into spiritual poverty. And we live also as spiritual prisoners. Our sin has captured us, if you will, and we are chained to it. Hebrews 12 talks about the sin that so easily entangles us. 
But God anointed Jesus. Remember, we read that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. God anointed Jesus to free sinners and to free sinners with a key. And that key is called the atonement. That's a big word saying that Jesus died so that we could be freed. The atonement. We were spiritual prisoners and Jesus freed us. Jesus says to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. That's our third point, to give sight to the blind. We talked about that a little bit last week in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, with blind Bartimaeus. Remember? And Isaiah 9, that prophecy said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. For unto us a son is born, unto us a child is given. A sinner, which we all are, is spiritually poor, is spiritually imprisoned, and is spiritually blind. And if you remember last week, Bartimaeus was healed because of his faith. And our faith can help us to see as well. And so the last clue is this to release the oppressed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To release the oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So the fourth point is to release the oppressed. And I think this is a big clue. The word oppressed here is the idea of being overwhelmed. The idea of being overwhelmed. Has anything overwhelmed you this year? <laughs> a dumb question. Has anything overwhelmed you this year? You might say, let me count the ways. Because there are a lot of things, and of course the biggest probably on your list is this whole COVID thing. Other things that have overwhelmed us this year are maybe some of you are struggling with your finances. Some of you are struggling maybe with some disunity in your family or sometimes even in the church. Maybe you're struggling with an illness. Maybe you're struggling with some family members. Maybe you're struggling with Dr. Fauci. Uh, isn't that funny? Last year, if I would have said the name Dr. Fauci, nobody would have had a clue who I was talking about. And this year, when I say the name Dr. Fauci, pretty much everybody knows about it. To release the oppressed, the idea is to release those that are overwhelmed. And if you're an overwhelmed person, you have lost probably a lot of joy. If there are things in your life that are just piling in on top of you, you probably have lost some joy. And Jesus wants to release us from the things that overwhelm us. And I was going to say, like the shepherd in the movie. Well, hopefully we'll be able to get back to that. Like the shepherd in the movie, Jesus wants us to be able to throw away the things that overwhelm us. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, to cast all our cares on Him because He cares for us. 
and Matthew chapter 10 say, Come to him, all who are weary and heavy laden. And Jesus says, I will give you rest. And so the clues, they're at the bottom of your bulletin. Jesus was born to make you spiritually rich. Jesus was born to bring you freedom from sin. Jesus was born to give you sight and to release you from the burden of sin and give you rest. And you know what? The greatest Christmas gift ever given. I read it. And maybe you caught it. To preach good news. The idea of good news. The word is gospel. The gospel message of Jesus Christ is good news. And that good news is what Christmas is all about. And Jesus said at the end of his little statement there, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is the year 2020, and we are still continuing to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then at the bottom of your bulletin it says, Gloria in excelsis Deo, which is a song that we are going to close with, but possibly not right now. And it means, Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory to God in the highest. And we will conclude with that one.
As our closing, let's hear the word of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. So I want to thank our children and our youth group for uh, their part in our children's program this morning. And Sky, thank you very much for leading. And thank you for being here. If you want to stick around, we'll try to put the video on. If not, no worries. God bless you. Uh, uh, Thursday night, we are lighting the center candle on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Minnetrista Baptist Church is a community of Christ followers who value preaching and teaching scripture, biblical obedience, community, prayer, and evangelism. If you'd like to learn more about Minnetrista Baptist Church, please visit our website at minnetristachurch.org and come by for a Sunday morning service. We'd love to meet you.